I had a question recently from one of our Choir Director Corner community membership members about my philosophy on warm-ups, my approach to warm-ups, and what I wanted my warm-ups to accomplish for each rehearsal. Well, through our discussion, we came up with a list, and I'm sharing that list with you today. Nine things that your choir warm-ups should do each and every rehearsal. Let's get into it. Here we go. And welcome, my friends, to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. My name is Matt Walker. I am your host. Thanks so much for stopping by and joining me for today's episode. Well, as I mentioned in the intro, we are talking about warm-ups today and specifically what our approach to warm-ups maybe should look like and things that I like my warm-ups to accomplish for each and every rehearsal. So I was having a discussion with uh, one of our Choir Director Corner community membership members, uh, and this is the topic that came up. And through our discussion, I kind of came up with a list of nine things things that your choir warm-ups should do each and every rehearsal. Early on in my career, I did a lot of searching for warm-ups, and I just kind of felt like the resources for warm-ups were kind of lacking, and so I really did an in-depth search for warm-ups that did a variety of different things. And my approach to warm-ups has changed as I've tried different things, tried different warm-ups. I've seen how different warm-ups are or aren't effective. And through trying to make warm-ups time the most efficient and the most productive time that it can be, because rehearsal time is precious to all of us. There's never enough rehearsal time, and we certainly don't want to waste it with things that aren't going to benefit our singers. My warm-ups philosophy can really be narrowed down to this list of things that your warm-ups should do in every rehearsal that I'm sharing with you today. I hope this list can be valuable to you as you start to reflect on your own warm-ups process and you strive to make it an even more productive part of your choir rehearsals. So let's take a look at this list. Here we go. Number one, choir warm-ups should have a plan, a purpose, and a progression. So the three P's here, plan, purpose and progression. So going into a rehearsal, you've got a specific plan as far as what warm-ups you're going to use. There is a specific purpose to each of the warm-ups that you're going to use, because if there's not really a purpose to it, then why are we taking up that valuable time in rehearsal, right? And there should be a progression, which I'll talk a little bit more about here in my list as we go on through the, the different topics here in this list. But there should be a progression of these warm-ups, one connected to the next, connected to the next, right? So that's number one. There should be a plan, a purpose, and a progression. Number two, choir warm-ups should offer a reset for your singers. So whether you're seeing your singers first thing in the morning, whether you're seeing them at the end of a long day, our singers typically are not going to come to us sort of in that good, what I call the default setting for singing, 
right? It could be posture. If it's at the end of the day and they've been sitting in their desks all day and throughout the day, just their posture just gets worse and worse and worse, especially since most of them have phones or electronic devices now and they continue to slouch throughout the throughout the day. So resetting that posture, resetting sort of the vocal production, right? Because because we all know how we sing and how that sound is produced is very different than just having our everyday conversations, how you breathe, how you produce that sound. So most of our singers are not going to come to our rehearsal in sort of that wonderful default setting for singing for making music. And so we can use our warm-ups to offer that reset, to remind them this is how we stand, this is how we breathe. These are the things that we want to think about as we are producing that sound. So think of your choir warm-ups as a re- an opportunity to reset for your singers, right? So that's number two. Number three, Choir warm-ups should focus on teaching vocal technique. So over the years, more and more, I've seen warm-ups become more and more important for teaching vocal technique. It's a wonderful opportunity for us to talk about these concepts of vocal technique and then connect to those in the middle of our rehearsals. So we can take the concepts that we are talking about and connect to our repertoire and getting our singers then to take those same concepts and apply them to whatever repertoire that we're singing, right? Because that's really the biggest thing. It's one thing to teach a concept of vocal technique, but then to get our singers to apply it to what you're doing on a regular basis. So if you're teaching those concepts of vocal technique in those warm-ups, that's a great reminder. Here is what we need to be applying when we are going through and singing our repertoire. Right. So using that time, I know there are a lot of choir directors that use warm ups for different things and that's totally OK. It's the old saying, you know, you do you. But for me, it's become more and more important to use that time because we have more and more singers coming to us that are untrained. And for many of our singers, we are the only voice teacher that they are going to ever have. And so if you're in a situation where you've got a lot of singers that take privately and have that training, well, then that's a wonderful situation to be in. But more and more, there's so many of us that aren't in that situation. And so if we aren't teaching these concepts of vocal technique, the question becomes, who is? Right. So inside our rehearsals, choir warmups are a perfect time to do that. So that's number three. Number four, choir warmups should touch on multiple aspects of vocal technique. And this gets into talking about that progression a little bit. Right. So what aspects of vocal technique are we talking about? Are we covering uh, in these warmups? So having this progression of, you know, is there a breath warmup? Is there a warmup where it you make your singers think about vocal onset or the pro- actual production of the sound? Are you doing something where it addresses vocal range or vocal agility? 
right? And so there's lots of different aspects of vocal technique. So my goal is, is when I've got a set of, say, I'm taking five warm-ups in a, into a rehearsal, each one is covering a different aspect of vocal technique. Now, there are some that carry over, right? There are sort of primary objectives to warm-ups, and then there are secondary objectives. So with that primary objective, am I covering five different aspects of vocal technique? That is the goal. And certainly there is some carryover from different things. You know, your first warm-up may be the primary objective, maybe a breath warm-up, but then there's maybe other warm-ups that you're doing that still are touching on the concept of breath and how the singers are using their breath, but maybe the primary objective is a different aspect of vocal technique. Yeah. So being able to spread those out a little bit in sort of your set of warm-ups that you're carrying into rehearsal. So that's number four. Number five, choir warm-ups should exercise your singer's ears as well as their voices. So I try to do at least one warm up where it really sort of stretches my singer's ears and it makes them listen really intently. Again, getting back to uh, number two and offering a reset, how our singers need to listen in a rehearsal is very different than how they are listening in their regular day-to-day going-ons and, and tasks and things like that, right? So doing one warm-up in your set where it really focuses on listening. And maybe that is listening for tone. Maybe that is listening for intonation. Maybe that is listening to vowels, balance, blend, you know, whatever you want to focus on. There's still some different ways that you can do things and different things to focus on, but doing at least one warm-up where it really focuses on listening. So don't forget about their ears. Yes, we want their voices to be warmed up and their body to be warmed up, but thinking about warming up those ears as well. Okay, that's number five. Number six, choir warm-ups should give singers the opportunity to engage their bodies, not just their voices, right? I just talked about engaging their bodies, right? So this leads very well into number six here. So thinking about singing as a full body activity. I use that comparison or that description, yeah? The singers, I want my singers to think about singing as a full body activity. I've heard other choir directors, you know, refer to their singers as athletes, all right. And so what do athletes do uh, usually before any athletic activity? They stretch, right? I might go out for a run here later today. And the first thing that I'm going to do before I go out on that run is I'm going to do some stretching because the older I get, the more and more if I forget to stretch, boy, I'm going to feel that later, right? <laughs> and so preparing my body for the activity that is uh, about to happen right? We should do that for our singers as well. Preparing their body for the activities and sort of the expectations of what we expect them to do physically, 
they're going to need to engage those bodies as well. So it could be stretching, right? But there are also other uh, warm-ups where uh, our singers are still phoning and they're singing, but it involves physical movement as well. Just getting them into uh, slightly changing that mindset, right? I have singers that come in all the time. I'm sure you do as well, where they come in and they just think that they're using their larynx for singing. Own maybe my rib cage and my torso because I breathe, but that's it, right? And so, again, resetting, yeah, changing that mindset. Nope, this is a full body activity. And what can we do to engage those bodies in our choir warm ups? Okay, so that's number six. Number seven, choir warm ups should include or be connected to whatever music literacy systems you are using. So for instance, we use Soulfish, right? Now, this isn't to say this is the only work that they are doing with whatever music literacy system you are using, right? We also do some sight reading and, and you know, other things, right? But in their warm-ups, there is a connection there. So the use of that system, in my case, Soulfish, I'm incorporating that into my warm-ups. So there's a connection there from the warm-ups to the sight reading or whatever music literacy activity, specific activity you're doing, to then their repertoire. And the singers start to see that connection. And that really deepens that learning. So if you can use your warmups to reinforce whatever you are using for music literacy, wow, that's a huge bonus. So that is number seven. Two more. Number eight, choir warmups should be closely connected to your choir's skills and your current choir repertoire. So again, talking about this connection from warm-ups to music literacy to then your repertoire. So thinking about in your repertoire, what your choir is singing, and what is that going to require technically from your singers? Maybe there are some passages in uh, in your music that rhythm-wise or interval-wise are really going to be challenging for your singers. Well, can you take that portion of your music and make that into your warm-up? A number of years back, uh, my mixed choir was singing uh, part of uh, Motet by Bach. And it just, Alles was oldem hat. These huge long runs, right? And so we started rehearsing this, and my singers were just kind of, they're like blown away. Like, oh my goodness, like you're expecting me to do what? <laughs> Mr. Walker, you're crazy. So what I did very early on is I started taking some of those melismatic passages with all the different eighth notes that are, you know, very uh, familiar to those of you that have worked on any of Bach's music, and I made those into short little warm-ups. And so before they knew it, within a couple of weeks, they were getting through those melismatic passages much more efficiently, much easier than what they had just been just the prior week. 
And so then at that point, it's just a matter of, okay, well, tempo-wise, how can we then uh, increase our facility with those passages, right? And so then our warm-ups, the tempo of the warm-ups started to uh, increase as well. So doing things like that, whether it's music literacy or it's uh, extension of ranges, things like that, where if you've got a, uh, a piece where you know it's really going to extend particular voice sections of your choir. Well, how can then you uh, do something in your warm-ups to relate to that and to help your singers be more successful in that repertoire, right? So almost working backwards, sometimes we think about, okay, well, I'm going to do the warm-ups and then I'm going to get into the repertoire. Well, start at the end. Start with your repertoire and look at what it's going to require of your singers and then work backwards from there. And whatever it's going to be required of your singers, how can I do warm-ups that will relate to those aspects of the repertoire? Right? So connecting your choir's current skills and your choir repertoire with your warm-ups. That's number eight. Last but not least, number nine, choir warm-ups should include variety. And from a singer perspective, nothing is more boring than coming in to rehearsal and doing the same warm-ups every single day. Now, that doesn't mean you can't uh, repeat warm-ups, and certainly you're going to, right? There's no way that you can do a different set of totally new warm-ups every single day. That's just not going to happen. But how much variety can you include in this process. Uh, And the more that you can do that, not only is it going to be more interesting for your singers, it's going to be more fun for your singers, but this is also talking about differentiation in learning. Maybe you're doing a warm-up one day where that particular warm-up is geared towards breath, let's say. But maybe myself as a singer it's not really clicking as far as the concept of breath and how I should be using uh, using my breath to sing. So the next day you try a different warm-up that is uh, you know, focused on breath. And maybe that's the day where the concept really sinks in, right? So for some learners on Monday, I do a set of warm-ups and maybe some of those connect with them and maybe they don't. But by adding some variety and changing some warm-ups up, You can reach some of those singers on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, where maybe on Monday that concept didn't quite click, right? Just like any other subject matter, any other uh, type of material, you know, thinking about in math, where you teach uh, an equation one way. This is my my history in math. There were just some times where uh, I would talk to a teacher about how to, to work on an equation, and it just it, it didn't click. It didn't register. I wasn't understanding it. Going to a different teacher and asking them for help by explaining the concept in a different way, then the concept started to click. And so with variety in our warmups, not only does it make it more interesting, more fun, but you start to reach your singers in different ways. So that's the magic of having variety in our choir warmups.
Well, that's it, my friends. That is my list of nine things that your choir warm-ups should do in each and every rehearsal. Now, if you'd like to learn more about my warm-ups process, how I organize them, how I select them for rehearsals, as well as learn a bunch of the warm-ups that I use with my choirs, I'm presenting a free live webinar, 50 Awesome Choir Warm-Ups webinar. That's right, 50 awesome choir warm-ups. This webinar I'm teaching live this coming Thursday, July 22nd at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. I encourage everyone to attend the webinar live as you will have the opportunity to ask questions at the end of the webinar. But if you are unable to attend live, no worries. You should still register because I'll be sending out a video replay to everyone that registers for the webinar. And not only will you receive the video replay, you will receive a PDF cheat sheet listing all of the warm-ups I discuss on the webinar, as well as some of the warm-ups resources that I use. To register for the webinar, head over to choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash warm-ups webinar. And that's all one word, no hyphens. So choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash warm-ups webinar and get signed up. Well, that's it for today's episode, my friends. I hope this episode has provided some inspiration and motivation for you to take a good, hard look at your warm-ups process. Keep doing your thing, keep being awesome, and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. Don't forget to check us out over on Facebook at www.choirdirectorcornergroup.com. 